I would say that 2020 has been defined by a certain amount of pressure. That song right there by the legendary Toots Hibbert, Toots and the Maytals, Pressure Drop, here on episode 120 of The Brian Oak Show, the first episode of 2021. And the fact that we started this more than a year ago, I wouldn't have guessed we'd still be doing this. Not that I didn't have faith (laughs) in you or our ability. I just, I don't know, podcast, right? Who knows? But Toots Hibbert is one of the artists that we lost in 2020, and that list is very, very long. He happened to die from complications from COVID, and we lost a lot of them that way, and artists from other areas as well. But I figured Toots Hibbert, a little mellowness, a little uh, sort of message of positivity to start the new year might be the way to go. Thanks for tuning into the Brian Oak Show, recording here in the Smart Start MN studio in South Minneapolis. I am Brian Oak, and that is Sean Bernard. Sean, how are you? I'm doing well. How was your uh, How was your holiday? How was your Christmas? Tumultuous, but good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you? That's honest. Um, pretty good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. And, and, and the best of the new year. No, it was, I mean, it was, you know, it was crazy. It was upside down. Didn't get to see the family, a few other things going on, but overall it was good. Everyone's still alive. Everyone's still healthy. I've learned in 2020 to set the bar a little lower than I used oh, to yeah. set it. Absolutely right. <laughs> That's it. We just kind of, we had our little family of four and that was it. And it was fine. Yeah. I'm kind of glad it's over in a way. <laughs> I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> so very glad it's over. But it really was. I'm not trying to be negative or dour. But it was it was challenging. It was a challenging year followed by challenging holidays. And here we are, the first show of the new year. Now, I don't know about you. I'm not sort of like a Pollyanna who's like, oh, thank God 2020 is over because everything resets on oh, January no, 1st. No. Everything's fine. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Everything's fine, Sean. I was just saying to our friends over at Sovereign Grounds Coffee Shop, can we maybe get the vaccines out a little quicker? You know, we've only had 38,000 administered in the state thus far. We're way behind right now. And I don't know about your wife. Behind other states or behind in general? Behind in general. Um, Our wives are both teachers. I don't know about your wife. I think, are they in the same district? Are they both 196? Yeah. Okay, well, they go back to school, I believe, on the 18th. And I thought it was the fourth. No, my wife goes back on the 18th as an elementary school teacher and uh, with students uh, three feet apart. And she's not real wild about it if she doesn't get to have a vaccine first. Oh, so my her. wife starts teaching again on January 4th, but there I haven't heard anything about going back into the classroom. Oh, my my wife. Well, because your wife is m- middle school or junior middle school, high. Choir. So my wife is elementary school and yeah. they are going back on the 18th really? of January in person. They went from six feet apart to three feet apart. And good luck with enough. that. And, and with well, third graders. Luckily, third graders are all about keeping that mask. They up really at all they times. keep it on all times. They don't chew on their pencils and share them. It's oh, terrific. Oh, It'll, oh, what, what could go wrong? Why is this crayon all wet? Oh. It's because I've been eating it. <laughs> exactly. Burnt sienna. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, there's still there, we're still moving uphill on on the positive note though because I do want to start the year on a positive note. The vaccines are coming. They're just going too slowly. But I, And because people decided to, except for the millions of idiots who still traveled for the holidays, and I'm sorry, but yep. you're a selfish jackass if you traveled for the holidays. I, it sucks. My mom, my mom being the classic Irish matriarch, my mom, I love her so much. And having to tell her, no, I'm not going to see you at Thanksgiving, and no, I'm not going to see you at Christmas, it broke my heart, and I know it broke her heart, yeah. but we're doing this for the right reason. The numbers are starting to flatten. Don't freaking travel right now. Let's get this wrapped up. 
Yeah, and I, I shouldn't even mention this, but I'm going to. So we didn't go see my mom on Christmas. Now, she's had COVID already. Exactly. But doesn't mean you can't get it again. In fact, one of my wife's coworkers has had it twice. Uh, it's very rare that you get it twice, but there's also this new strain out there. So we don't go see my mom, but a friend of mine, who I won't mention because we all know who he is, texts me that he and his girlfriend are at my mom's place playing the guitar and singing her songs I'm so- oh, on Christmas Day. I and they saw- brought her over a meal. I just saw that guy. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. I'm like, boy, now I look like a bigger asshole to my mom because you guys went over there and, you know, hey, that's the other problem with it. Like, it, we either have to all be in or we have to all be out and just to agree that we're all going to die. Well, <laughs> like, it's got to be one or the other. Herd immunity, I mean, and as we're going to hear on today's podcast, we know we lost some actual legends this year. Yep. We lost real legends, not all to COVID, but some specifically to COVID. And it is, it's brutal and it's terrible. I, I have never missed a Christmas with my family since I've been born. Until wow. this year. Until That's this crazy. year. And... You know, and it, it was great. I, I had been spending in my recovery a lot of time hanging out with them. But at a certain point, I'm like, well, I work at a record store and there's enough exposure. If we're actually going to flatten this, I can't see my parents who are both in their 70s. And it's heartbreaking and heart wrenching. And it it made it a very unfortunate holiday this year. But it's what's necessary that it's hopefully somewhere in 2020 or 2021, we get back to some kind of normalcy. Yeah, I just hope that for my, my son's sake, he's a senior in high school, mm-hmm. that he can play baseball this spring and maybe have a prom of some kind and maybe graduate where we can actually go to his high school graduation. My niece graduated last year, and it was all at a distance, no homecoming, no nothing for yeah. any of them. And that's a bummer, and it's terrible. But well, I imagine also- they had homecoming when they didn't have prom. Oh, homecoming yeah. they did have. That was yeah. earlier in the year. You're yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but no prom, yeah. none of that kind of stuff. None of the end of the year fun party stuff for kids. That was the best. I don't know about you, but at the very end of high school, I didn't drink a whole lot of high, in high school. You didn't at all. Right? I didn't have a single drop of yeah. alcohol well, in high the, school. The very end of the year graduation time parties, people were off the chain. It was like <laughs> some of the best parties. You're like, God, I wish we would have had these parties earlier. They were so much fun. People got into so much trouble with their parents, but they're like, screw you. I'm going to college in a couple months. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, I was never that guy. I just, yeah. I didn't. And now later on, I became that guy, but not, <laughs> not while I was still you caught up. living at home. I did do my best to catch up. Uh, it is the Brian Oak Show. And tonight we're going to feature today, tomorrow, yesterday, this morning, we're going to feature nothing but artists who we lost in the last year, many to COVID, not all to COVID, but we lost all these. So I don't want to start the year on a negative note, but before we start moving forward into the potential positivity of 2021, I want to make sure, because this is largely a music-focused podcast, that we remember some of the genuine greats that we did lose in 2020. And this next artist... I love him so much because, I'll be honest, I don't go very deep on soul and R&B, but the voice of Bill Withers is, oh. to me, like the voice of Karen Carpenter. It is, oh, yeah. it, it doesn't have a match. It's peerless. It is incredible. But to match his unbelievable voice, Bill Withers could do the most ridiculous, sunshiny, upbeat song. He could do the most heartfelt, poignant song like Grandma's Hands. Or Mm. he could get low down and a little bit raunchy like this one right here. This is Use Me, Bill Withers on The Brian Oak Show. Thank you. 
Incredible American singer-songwriter who we lost this past year in 2020. We did not lose him to COVID, but we did lose some big ones to COVID. But Bill Withers, long-standing heart condition, and we lost him. But he left behind an incredibly rich musical legacy that spans the gamut of R&B and soul. And he's just one of the greatest, clearest, most beautiful and distinctive voices in American popular music history. And I don't know enough about his early days. I would love to. Has there have there been any documentaries about Bill Withers? I'm sure there have, but undoubtedly, I, don't, I have never seen one. I haven't either. That's what I was going to say. I'm really surprised I haven't seen one about how he grew up, uh, how he 
came into music, I would love to see something like that. Absolutely. Maybe with his passing, somebody's working on it right now. And to work on the trajectory of his career as well. Have you seen that Bee Gees documentary Yes, I have. And I I heard you talking to a common man about it. I went into it thinking, this will be good, but I need to be prepared to switch it off if I need to. Absolutely loved it and realized to myself, I should never, ever apologize for my love of the Bee Gees at some point in my life. It was so much fun. Their music was so much fun when we were little kids. I mean, we were like seven and nine or whatever when they were at their peak, I would say. Right. I absolutely loved it. Like the movie Saturday Night Fever and all that. That was so much fun. But a lot of people don't realize they were a band for almost 20 years before any of that happened. I I know, without the falsetto and everything else. And that came in eventually. But, you know, even like uh, Noel Gallagher, who is, by all accounts, kind of a jerk of the band Oasis. (laughs) But he talked about when you've got brothers or siblings or family members in a band singing together, that's not an instrument you can go down to the shop and buy. You know, no. he says that specifically. Yeah. He's like, there's an intuitiveness there and there's a quality of voice because you are genetically <laughs> related that, that you can't be duplicated. And if you go back to the early stuff where they were trying to do kind of a groovy Beatles thing in the mid 60s or through the disco era in the 70s, I mean, they are a band that cannot be openly disrespected. I recently made a post about ABBA. I feel the same way about mm-hmm. ABBA. Like they they were pop perfection and their production was unlike anything else that had happened before before there i have and people like oh it's my guilty pleasure i'm like there's no no guilt involved either you love something or you don't what was the musical that the abba what was the hell was oh mama mia yeah mama mia now i saw that in the theater Uh at like the state theater and thought it was great yeah but i don't ever need to see it again ever that's how i felt about it i was like this is fine that uh, comparing mama mia to abba is like comparing the 70s late 70s maybe early 80s sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band that yeah. they did that remake yeah. there yeah. with steve martin doing maxwell silver hammer <laughs> and stuff you know that, that it's it's not not the same so I, I i had already seen it and my wife wanted to take my daughter and her her sister was up from iowa and she, my wife said do you want to go with us and i just kind of said Oh no, 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 no. This is really, this is really, sorry. Didn't mean to make you choke. Choking on my Americano right <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. But I was like, no, no, no. This is a great moment for you and your sister and our 17 at the time, 17 year old daughter to go have some bonding. Just and, go enjoy it. And a lot of hands in the air dancing yeah, to the exactly. you know, dancing queen and everything. Like, it's very much a sing-along it and is. a participatory film yeah. for sure. It is the Brian Oak Show, which is being recorded in the Smart Start MN studio in South Minneapolis near 48th and Chicago. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What does that mean exactly, John? Oh, it, it just means that you... <laughs> Sorry, I was totally spaced out um what you do is you just got to go to smartstartmn.com slash the brian oak show they are the ones who will put in the interlock system into your car and they'll give you 20 percent off if you go to that web address smartstartmn.com slash the brian oak show even though we're not moving around as much as we used to going out like we used to people are still it's the holidays it's new year's people are still drinking and driving which is a terrible idea if you should do that, though, and find yourself suddenly without a license, need to get back in your car, Smart Start MN is the place to go. They're local. They will help you out. They're good guys. They've been nonstop ardent supporters of the Brian Oak Show through, good God, 120 episodes now. Yes. So what's the uh, website again? 
smartstartmn.com slash the brian oak show so we were talking about well we're going to continue to talk about artists that we lost in 2020 and the list is freakishly long i mean you know one of the architects of rock and roll little richard jerry jeff walker kenny rogers toots hibbert that we already talked about charlie daniels eddie van halen who we've talked about at Mm. length justin towns earl Trini Lopez, who I remember digging through my parents' record collection when I first fell in love with music. My mom had a Trini Lopez record or two. Mm. Uh, He was kind of one of the safer faces of 60s folk music. Like, you know, young people like Marsha Brady, right, from the Brady Bunch. They wanted to get into music, but none of that crazy psychedelic drug stuff. (laughs) Let's listen to some friendly, well-mannered, well-coffeared folk music. And so Trini Lopez would do a copy of, you know, If I Had a Hammer and Lemon Tree was his big song. You remember Lemon Tree? Yeah. Well, I I remember If I Had a Hammer, but... Lemon Tree, very pretty, and the lemon flower (laughs) is sweet. But the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat. You're welcome. Trini Lopez, we lost him this year as well. Yeah. One of the ones that really hit me, though, I was thinking about this, you know, like we all like different things, right? Uh, But sometimes it hits closer to home. And back in early April, we lost two of my heroes within a week of each other. The first one we lost is a guy by the name of Adam Schlesinger. Now, Adam Schlesinger is from the bands Fountain of Wayne and Ivy. Mm. But he also wrote the song, you remember, the Tom Hanks movie, That Thing You Do? Oh, yeah. With the wonders, the one-hit wonders was the whole punchline at the end. Steve Zahn from Marshall, Minnesota. Exactly. The guy who wrote that song is Adam Schlesinger, who passed away in early April of COVID at the age of 52. Oh, I'm 52, man. Yeah, that's way too damn young. And that's the thing that's been spooky about this all year is it hits so many people differently. I know people in their 70s who have gotten it and recovered fine after an arduous situation. And there are people even younger than 52 who have had to be intubated and ultimately died as a result of their complications from COVID. So even with the vaccine on the way and everything else, we don't have it entirely under wraps at all we don't have a grip on it we don't have a full understanding of it but it was back in april when i finally understood holy shit this is for real someone my age caught it and yeah it's why i mask everywhere i go it's why my hands are dry like a vulture's talons because i (laughs) because of hand sanitizer because it was the look i gave him that's why (laughs) that was a freaky look right there that was very very weird Anyway, his band, Fountains of Wayne, he's not the front man, but he is the producer, and he helped co-write all these songs, and he's just been one of my favorites for decades, and he's not here anymore because of COVID-19, and it just it reinforces in my head the necessity of being very serious about how we approach this sort of thing. So, uh, farewell, RIP, and I'm a big, big fan of this guy right here with his band's Fountains of Wayne, who, by the way, recently re-released on vinyl their Welcome Interstate Managers LP, and that's where you'll find, yes, the big hit, Stacy's Mom, but also this right here. It's a banger. Bright future in sales on The Brian Oak Show.
I'm gonna get my shit together. I can't live like this forever. I've come too far and I don't want to live. I got a new computer and a bright future in sales. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bright future in sales. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bright future in sales. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bright future in sales. been involved in so much good stuff. So I, I, I even forgot about Tinted Windows. Adam Schlesinger of Fountains of Wayne right there. But he's also been in Ivy and he's worked with Bun E. Carlos of Cheap Trick. That's who was in Tinted Windows with him. Just an incredible pop song architect and manufacturer. And he died back on April 1st at the age of 52 from complications of COVID-19. And it broke my heart. It was the and it was less than a week later that I lost the person that hurt the most this year, which we'll talk about here momentarily. And they both went away due to COVID and it really all the way back in April, which now seems like Mm. half a lifetime ago, it brought home just how serious this all is. Yeah. And I think back then we were kind of like, huh? Hmm. Maybe it's as bad as they say it will be. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe I should wear a mask. Yeah. Maybe I should wear a mask. Maybe I will wash my hands after I go to the bathroom. Adam Schlesinger has won three Emmy Awards, a Grammy Award, and an ASCAP Pop Music Award. He was nominated for Academy, Tony, and Golden Globe Awards. And now he's gone due to COVID-19. Wear your fucking mask. It's the Brian Oak Show. Hi, I'm Brian. Over there is Sean Bernard, business partner, friend, producer, and also a realtor for Edina Realty, the 50th in France location. Now, I know that you said the market stayed active much longer than it normally does into the year. Whether that be people are deciding, I can't take it here anymore, I have to move, or whatever the case may be, now that we're into the very beginning of the new year, have things slowed down yet, or is it still they, happening? They have. I mean, I have a closing on Monday, but then it's kind of sl- it'll be slow for the the heart of the winter, I'm sure. But this is the time where people do their planning. If they're thinking about moving in the spring, 
you should be planning right now, not waiting until March. Uh, that means like walking through your house, looking at the, and I can do this with you with a mask on, with gloves on, if you prefer. And, uh, really looking at what might need to be taken care of before we put the house on the market. So if you or anyone you know is looking to buy or sell and you want to support your good friend, your old pal, Sean Bernard. My old pal, Sean. Your old pal, Sean. 612-859-2594. That number is also text-worthy. Any chance at a popsicle? I sure would like a popsicle sometimes. <laughs> I did have to cancel a meeting with somebody yesterday hopefully won't hear the show <laughs> they they showed on facebook them flying to the dominican and back no and they're taking selfies no. They're, no. Ta- they're taking selfies and no. no masks on no and i was supposed to have a meeting yesterday at two and for our sake i mean yours and mine right i was like no i'm canceling this meeting what's up man i oh, was just really busy uh but i'll see you next week or two weeks from now also, when you've tested pot you know come on man earmuffs earmuffs wear your fucking mask <laughs> Okay, I, look, here's the deal. Like, the numbers were finally starting to flatten, and so many selfish idiots said, I'm, I'm going to travel for the holidays. Oh, God, I'm going. unbelievable. Millions and millions yes. and millions, still a, a fraction, a pittance compared to what it once was, not okay. We, we have to, as you said earlier, either we all have to do it, or we all just have to be willing to admit we're willing to kill people as brilliant as John Prine. And... Marianne from Gilligan's Island. Son of a bitch, dude. That one came down yesterday. Well, just a few days ago now. Dawn Wells. Mar- you held her picture up with one hand a lot in junior high, didn't you? <laughs> dude. <laughs> I had it laminated and hung it in the shower. Dawn Wells. Every single time that someone would say Ginger or Marianne, it wasn't even close. Exactly because they were right. both very attractive, but the glam girls, I out of my league in every regard. Also, coconut cream pie, hello, <laughs> pretty obvious. But I don't want to reduce either of them to sexual objects, although there was clearly some element of that in the Gilligan's Island bit. But Marianne, man, Don Wells, dead at the age of 82 due to complications from COVID. Now, here's the bit. 82, a lot of people don't make it to 82. Yeah, people will be assholes will say, well, she was 82, so, you know, yeah, but, but true her. It was specifically COVID compli- complications yeah. that, that killed her. Maybe she would have gone longer. Who knows? And so you just, you can't, fine, you're 31 and you are going to be bulletproof. You're going to have some bad symptoms. You're going to be okay. The, the 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 whole contact tracing thing, like, okay, well, this person got it from you, and then mm-hmm. that person got it from them, and that person got it from them, which why I'm very appreciative that you canceled that meeting, yeah. because you and I spend some time in the studio together. Mm-hmm. Don Wells died because she got COVID from somebody. Now, it happens. There are all kinds of people who are facing COVID, and even with the vaccines coming out, you know, it, it's still going to continue to happen, but we have to do everything else everything in our power to mitigate its spread and that's on us as individuals you don't wear a mask to protect yourself you wear a mask to protect the people around you. i'm waiting for the true crime show who killed don wells i don't even want to blame anybody i just don't want don wells to be dead and i don't want anyone else to die if we could knock it off you know it's weird too uh i work at a record store and it um the number of people who come in, nobody's allowed in the store without a mask on, the end. But the number of lazy-ass, selfish fuckfaces who, and yes, go ahead, go ahead and rewind that and listen to it again, who wear it down underneath yeah. oh, their yeah. nose, 
There's no point in having a mask on if it's not covering your nose. There is zero point in having it on. We got a car stereo for my son for Christmas. So I brought it to this place. I won't mention their name so they don't get sued. But uh, <laughs> the guy had it you know, just above his upper lip. And then I had put $100 down on it. And then we had to wait three weeks. So we kind of it was a big process with the whole thing. And yep. he's, I don't have your name in here uh, in the system. I'm like, uh, yes, you do. I put $100 down. I have the receipt, you know, everything else. Uh-huh. Nope, don't have it. Don't have it. The guy just kept going with the whole thing. Finally, he goes, how do you spell your last name? I'm like, B-A-R-N-A-R-D. And I was wearing my mask. Yeah. He's like, oh, must be your mask. Uh, we had it in as Varnard, V-A-R-N-A-R-D. And he's just looking at me. I'm like, fuck you, buddy. How with about it, that? With his nose sticking out over yeah, the mask? Yeah, his nose sticking out over the mask. And then, of course, I'm like... Yeah, any time you know we get we get there at ten in the morning. I'm like, any idea when this will be done today? Nope. Do you have like a window of time? No. We'll call you. But can you just give me like a <laughs> you know one of those deals, like, or at least pull your fucking mask? <laughs> exactly up. right. Just I, yeah. Ah! So that that's it. It's like between the mask douche, which is who that guy will be forever. But then just not even give me. Just give me a little bit of a window, like just some kind of a Listen, one to three. Mr. Varnard, if you could back up a little bit, uh, your aggression. Oh, and his mask was also looked like it had been dragged through a urinal and then maybe through a swamp. Like a baby's diaper. It was so disgusting. He's been wearing it every day and he's yes. barely. <laughs> yeah. Just foul. Mm. Terrible. You know, there are washing machines. Heck, yeah. there's even sinks. Just give it a little. Just give it a little once over. Yeah. Somebody we lost to COVID uh, less than a week later than we lost Adam Schlesinger is John Prine, an American singer-songwriter mm. who, since the very early 70s, has been as good, as poignant, as clever, as hilarious, as heart-wrenching a songwriter as America has ever produced. And I, I know that sounds like hyperbole, but it's not. You go back and spend time with those first four records Tell me who else was his peer during that era. Now, certainly there are other brilliant American singer-songwriters, but John Prine, for his lack of commercial success, his lack of individual success, his influence as a singer-songwriter, and his impact, and his lasting import to American music, it can't be denied. And in the last five to ten years, he finally started to get his due. You know, I remember going to Eau Claire, and he was there, and... A half dozen, maybe close to a dozen singer-songwriters all came up and played his songs before he came out. And it was incredible. And part of it's nostalgia. Growing up, my dad knew John Prine, and so there was a lot of it in my house. Really? But he's... Oh, yeah. He actually knew him? Okay, no, no, no. Sorry. Knew his music oh, and his work. okay, okay. Which was also like... was relatively rare back then. Didn't know John Prine. Okay. But brought me to the world oh, of John yeah. Prine's music. And, you know, John Prine was modestly successful, but not where he should have been for how incredible, incredible his music is. And the thing I like about John Prine is this. All those descriptors I just used were accurate. You know, whether he was writing a song that could break your heart, like the one we're about to hear, Mm. or whether he was writing almost like what seemed like a lark or some lighthearted moment, there was always a poignancy, a humor, and a, and a humanity that I've 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 rarely heard expressed as universally and consistently by any other singer songwriter, and he died back in early April due to complications from COVID nineteen. So every time I see someone who refuses to wear a mask or is too lazy to, I, I know it's hard to breathe with it pulled up over your nose, but guess what? People get to live 
if you have to work a little harder to breathe on a given afternoon. So if you don't wear your mask properly, fuck you, you killed John Prine. Okay, maybe that's a little strong. Sam Stone came home to his wife and family After serving in the conflict overseas And the time that he served had shattered all his nerves And left a little shrapnel in his knee the morphine eased the pain And the grass grew around his brain And gave him all the confidence he lacked With a purple heart and a monkey on his back There's a hole in daddy's arm Where all the money goes Christ died for nothing, I suppose. Little pitchers have big ears, don't stop to count the years. Sweet songs never last too long on broken radios. Mm-hmm-hmm-hmm. Sam Stone's welcome home didn't last too long. He went to work when he'd spent his last dime And Sammy took to stealing When he got that empty feeling For a hundred dollar habit Without overtime And the gold rolled through his veins Like a thousand railroad trains While the kids ran around wearing other people's clothes There's a hole in daddy's arm where all the money goes Jesus Christ died for nothing, I suppose Little pitchers have big ears, don't stop Popped his last balloon Climbing walls while sitting in a chair Well he played his last request While the room smelled just like dead With an overdose hovering in the air But life had lost its fun On a local hero's hill There's a hole in daddy's arm Where all the money goes Jesus Christ died for nothing I 
mentioned the poignancy and humanity in his lyrics whether he is sort of lightheartedly referring to how he walked in the kitchen and died you know but taking a lighthearted view at the end of it like his last concern is just don't don't bury me in the ground cut me up and pass me all around or if we go back to the previous song about a vietnam vet named sam stone who talk about the desolation of the soul in a very 2020 on point song right there very on brand for 2020 john prime one of the great and in my humble opinion one of the most important american singer songwriters in popular american music history died this year from covid complications so as we've already said in no uncertain terms 
wear your damn mask and keep it serious. Understand that it's not about you. It's about everyone else around you. And if we're all in this together, by the way, are either of your kids the right age for High School Musical? You ever go through that? Oh, God, yes. My daughter was, uh, she's 20, so she'll be 21 this year. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, we not only that, but the Children's Theater uh, featured Oh, High School they? the Musical, so we got to go see it there as well. Well, We're All in This Together is the big oh, ending finale song, yeah. and my daughter was the right age where we just watched High School Musical on DVD yesterday, so of course we're going to watch it twice today. That's the way it works. But if we're all actually <laughs> in this together, then we have to be in it together. There's got to be... I don't know if you've ever heard me reference the social contract before. I think I have. Hmm. Well, uh, if, if, we're, if we're going to try to do this, even on a regular day, let's say there were no COVID. Let's just go to a fantasy world where everything's sunny and shiny. There's still a social contract. It's but just don't be a dick. That's usually what you say, right? That's the baseline. The only thing I ask of someone is don't be a dick. And it's amazing how many people can't even meet that extremely low bar. Let's try to do better, right? It's it's the beginning of a new year. And yes, I'm still a little salty and stained from 2020. Let's try to be a little more positive. Let's try to do the right thing. Let's try to not have a global pandemic kill any more incredible people than it already has, you know? And it doesn't mean they have to be famous to be incredible. Just, you know, your mom, who is at risk and already had COVID, Yes. She lived. Young people who are in their 30s are dying from it. We have to take it seriously moving forward. Does that seem like a big ask? Not really. <sighs> oh, well. We lost a lot of people to COVID this last year and a lot of people to natural causes, throat cancer, all kinds of different things. Drug addiction, Justin Towns, Earl. Let's hope for a better 2021 and in our own little ways. Like nobody has to get out there and change the world. You don't have to start up a new nonprofit that comes out of nowhere and saves the world in your day-to-day interactions, in the small little things you can do, social media, day-to-day life. Let's try to maintain some sort of sense of positivity and in, in whatever small way we can manage or we can manifest, make 2021 better than 2020. I think so. If this was 40 years ago, it'd be very simple. Be kind. Rewind. Wow. <laughs> Man, would I love to rewind. I'm Brian Oak, and that is Sean Bernard. And before we wrap up and get to one last artist that we lost in the past year, uh, I do want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Without you, we would not have the Smart Start MN Studios. We would not have the wherewithal to be able to do what we're going to do. And know this, in 2021, all those things we promised you in 2020... From tote bags to monthly live shows, the second it is feasibly possible to do so safely on a consistent basis, we are going to get back to doing that. Absolutely. That was a big staple as to why we did this, is to be able to do these private shows. And we were able to get one off the ground before everything got shut down, and it was the right move. And so for those of you who have stayed with us through this all, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you supporting and amplifying the show and doing everything that you've done so far. We are going to, the second we are physically at all able, make it up to you and start getting back to live music and private shows and making sure our Patreon members get what they deserve. Thanks to uh, AudioQuip who have provided us with the equipment for this great studio that we have here. Uh, and thanks to everybody who's contributed or listened or supported in any way. We honestly could not do without you. 2021 is going to be a better year, right, Sean? You're damn right. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like, like I suddenly had Rambo in the room with me. <laughs> 
No, I'm I'm optimistic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but but I have to I think we have to be patient. I think it's not going to be No, it's not a tomorrow. Light switch. It's, no, it's, it's it, it might not be April. It might not be May, but if we're doing the right things and and thinking the right thoughts and doing right by one another, I know that we're going to get there. This final artist we're going to hear as you referenced earlier the other day I was on with the Common Man on KFAN. FM. It's a sports station ostensibly, but they talk about a lot more than sports. And I routinely join some of the hosts on that channel to talk about music. Uh, And we talked about this year in review and all the people we lost. And the very first question that Common asked me was, you know, I know that you have people you lost this year that matter to you, but in a grander scheme, uh, you know, removing some of the emotion from it and just looking at what really is who was the biggest loss of the last year? And we lost some gigantic talents. John Prine, Bill Withers, Eddie Van Halen, Toots Hibbert, Jerry Jeff Walker we lost, Peter Green, who founded Fleetwood Mac back in the early 60s. But The Architect, if you've ever enjoyed a piece of rock and roll music in your entire life, it would be hard to imagine a more central figure that we lost in the last year than Little Richard. Now, Little Richard maybe did not single-handedly invent rock and roll music, but every single Beatle to a man said, without Little Richard, we are not the band that we are. And, I mean, Little Richard, and again, context is always the most important thing. When you go back and talk about it or try to convince some of today's young people how important certain (laughs) artists are, context is almost impossible to imagine. Like, Little Richard seems kind of quaint by today's standards. But at the time, late 50s, early 60s, even with the the sort of nascent rock and roll scene bubbling up and everyone being afraid that society was falling apart at the seams, Little Richard (laughs) was more dangerous than Prince at his most dangerous. Hey, 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 calm down. We just want to hear, like, just a little teeny bopper song here. We don't need the dancing around and the flamboyancy here come come on jerry lee lewis basically ripped his entire bit from little richard but he was white so even though he was dangerous and excessive yeah, a little safer than a black man being uh, just i mean blah, totally unhinged <laughs> i can only imagine you know june and ward cleaver the first time that they heard or saw little richard on tv and i'm not talking about them specifically because they seem pretty chill <laughs> They're, they're ilk. They're, they're ilk. And, and, and Thank you for covering that. I hate to get sued by them. Yeah, no, look, man, I mean, you know, they, they seem like they at least were reasonable and open to discussion. But there were a lot of people from that era who saw everything they knew as a lifestyle falling apart. And Little Richard was no small part of that. And so when you talk about the three, four people who maybe were the most important architects in the absolute change of direction of youth culture and American rock and roll, Little Richard's way high up there. Way high up there. My dad was a monstrous fan of his and Chuck Berry. So, And again, those two guys, maybe more than anybody else, are responsible for the very nature of rock and roll, which for some reason, unlike almost every other musical form other than classical music, has lasted for decades and decades and decades. Crazy. Okay. Don't look at me like that. I'm just trying to say that it sucks. I mean, he, was, he had a hell of <laughs> a run. Suck. He had a hell of a run, but eventually succumbed, as we all must. And so we're going to wrap things up as we kick off 2021 with Little Richard Rip It Up on The Brian Oak Show. Well, it's Saturday night and I just got paid. Pull about my money, don't try to save. My heart say go, go. Have time for Saturday night. Now I'm feeling fine. I'm on the
Ball tonight. 